If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you have come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales, awareness, and beyond. I'm your host, Jason Falls. Welcome to the Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. Today, we are going to zero in on building community from a woman who has done that fabulously throughout her career. But unlike those you might expect to come on a tech company's podcast to talk about community, our guest today has done it from the perspective of a leadership position at nonprofits. Emily Kirkpatrick is the executive director of the National Council of Teachers of English, or NCTE. She has a long history of leading nonprofits, which includes building membership, lobbying for political interests, raising money, all components that require great community building skills. Um, so we're going to learn a lot from her today as we go back to the classroom, so to speak. Before we bring Emily in, uh, do take a moment, uh, if you don't mind, to make sure you go and uh, follow the, the old rise on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Uh, mash that subscribe button if you're watching over on the YouTubes. Follow us on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. The show is also a streaming program and audio podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. You can find us primarily on YouTube or LinkedIn for this show. Just look for Scipio AI as the username and don't miss our streamed show each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. If you prefer to just listen to the audio on demand as a podcast, you can find that over at Scipio.ai slash podcast. That is the audio version you should subscribe to. And if you go there, we've got a handy little menu for you. So you can just click on Apple or Spotify or Google or Stitcher or wherever it is that you get your podcast so that you can hit that subscribe button very quickly. All right. We've designed the rise to make efficient use of your time watching on the live stream during the day. So let's get to it. Emily Kirkpatrick is the executive director of the National Council of Teachers of English. Prior to that, she spent a long time in leadership at the National Center for Families Learning, also in the literacy and education space. She's here with us today to provide some education. Good afternoon, Emily. How are you? I'm great, and it's wonderful to be with you, Jason. So I have to tell you, uh, and, and I think our audience will appreciate this, you and I have known each other a long time. But I popped over to your LinkedIn profile this morning just to confirm some dates and, and timelines of your career path. And your description of yourself really popped for me. You call yourself a humanistic innovator. If that's not the perfect description of what you are and what a community builder really is in today's digital world, I don't know what is. What does that label mean to you or what do you want people to take away from it? It means in a very serious and intentional way, people first. It's about people, about a shared connection and shared causes that then lead us to talk about things like strategies and tools and how we might uh, reach people or share information. It's always humans first. Well, it's 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 brilliant. And again, I think it, it certainly applies to you. Uh, but I think it's also a great label for people out there who are community managers, community builders, because it, it always has to be people first. That's how community gets done. Now, before we dig into the community aspects of your career and your job now, I want people to understand 
the context of the community you lead. NCTE is essentially, in my mind, and, and correct me if, if I'm incorrect mm -hmm. in, in framing it this way, it's essentially the trade association in corporate speak for English teachers, right? Give us an idea of how big and far-reaching the organization is. Sure. So NCTE um, stewards a significant waterfront. Our members span preschool all the way through graduate studies, faculty, instructors. This is a historic organization. We were founded in 1911 in protest. English teachers came together upset about college admission standards. Mm. And that first convening and seedling of an organization set into motion a fabric that's present in NCTE today in very vivid ways, standing up for what's right for students. And that's at our core. And that's how we seek to define the field and what professionals in the field should be doing. What's right for students? And in terms of being a historic organization, NCT has led every major movement. CBS Radio was, was uh, visiting NCTE's convention back in the 30s uh, to report out to the nation what the conversations were like. In 1970 or so, NCT was standing up for the students' right to read before that was a conversation that was held in even you know tiny pockets of this country. And uh, today we're involving over 500 authors on an annual basis to support literacy, to inspire teachers and students and our members define what the teaching of writing and communication and reading and critical thinking is and should be now and long into the future. Love it. Now you've been there seven and a half years or so, and it's it's safe to assume NCTE was a large organization before you got there, obviously. But that doesn't necessarily mean it had community. I'm sure it did to a degree. But when you arrived, what did you find in terms of the cohesiveness and connectedness, I guess, of teachers of English? What was good and maybe what needed work? I joined NCTE because of a belief and, and a real appreciation for what was right. This is an this is and has always been an incredible place. Uh, NCTE does what's right, even when it's risky, even when it's unpopular, uh, quite consistently. And that's a heavy mantle to assume that you're going to continue that tradition. Having said that, the search committee who recruited me ask that I ensure that NCT's best days are ahead and not behind. And I think that's why they were interested in someone um, who is more of an innovator than perhaps associations are typically open to. There was a realization on the search committee's parts as well as my own that the way NCT went about its work needed to evolve, mm -hmm. not what it was about, but how it went about it. And so what I found, and again, I want to really appreciate what was right, um, but in order to have momentum carrying us into the future and to build new relationships with teachers and students in the greater world, 
a brand that was stodgy, an organization that didn't necessarily appreciate that its graphics and its iconic uh, iconography, it, it all needed to stand for something that backed up NCT's reason for being and how it goes about its work. And so very quickly when I came on, we embarked upon a research process that led us into a very informed rebranding in the first year. We also very quickly moved our social media channels from promoting out to communicating with. Mm. And that was a first and very intentional turn towards working with our community. Yeah. We've had some twists and turns since then. Um, I found NCTE with a closed private community that, you know, think about this seven, eight, nine years ago, uh, people were pretty high on private communities that were sold for large license fees. And there was really no conversation going on in this community. (laughs) And so we evolved that. I think we, we waited a lot towards social media. And now we're embarking upon a very different chapter in terms of our community building. So that new chapter, um, is it a balance of sort of that sort of private internal community and more public open social conversations, or is it completely shifting to the public open conversations? It's an intentional balance and even more than a balance it's a very intentional recognition that different aspects of NCT's very large community need different things. Right. If we zoom out of the conversation about tools and how we're going to do things, and we look at the overall landscape, what we know is as a result of the pandemic and other societal shifts and pressures, there is unprecedented change in the teaching population. Mm-hmm. New teachers are coming in from a much wider variety of preparation channels. And many teachers who have been in the profession are choosing to leave or retire early. It's very serious conditions. Yep. And so if we think about what teachers need, when you're a new teacher, and you're testing things, perhaps a teaching strategy isn't playing out in the way that you thought it would because the students in front of you don't like the graphic novel that sets you on fire. What do you do? You're less inclined to go ask something on Twitter that exposes your vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And so where we know that we need to go to serve a significant and growing population is to provide a safer space to expose questions and wonderings, vulnerabilities ultimately, and receive information and coaching and just collegial support, human support in, again, a more safe environment. We can't, you know, all assume that even in a closed community is going to be filled with 
you know, roses and hearts and butterflies, uh, <laughs> but it's less vulnerable. You're not exposing yourself to maybe the teaching professional next door who doesn't have the same questions or has a different set of experiences bringing to the table. So it's it's really a yes and, and I'm I'm excited about this and super curious how it plays out. How might a growing community in closed channels or communities plural then impact what we need to do and how we need to serve um, the teaching population more broadly on social media or in um, a variety of channels? Well, and that's a great example for those out there listening or watching to think about, because as you're building out your brand communities, or maybe you have an idea that we're going to build a community for brand ambassadors, that's one small sliver of the total possibilities of what your audience might be consisting of. And so it's good to think as you grow, what are the segmentations? What are the needs? What what are the the encumbrances that are keeping people from being as actively involved in your community and those vulnerabilities certainly in a kind of professional trade organization make a lot more sense than maybe they do in a consumer brand community. But at the same time, if you're thinking about that from a marketing or a technology or a community building standpoint, then obviously you're, you're laying a better uh, foundation for folks out there. So Emily, for digital marketers hearing how you've been sort of building the community at NCTE, I think they read between the lines a little bit and know that a lot of the effort in your community building is probably fueled by content. I know you engineer a lot of events. You do both virtual and in-person. You have an amazing annual conference with top tier keynote speakers and such, but how much is content fundamental to building those connections and relationships that tie that community together? Content is core and content comes in so many forms. NCT is a publisher. We publish 18, 20 books a year. We have 10 quarterly journals. We're publishing all the time and we love words. But content is also in the conversations and the ideas that come from our community. And so we have uh, the luxury and the responsibility of an abundance of content. And the question is often, how do we involve our community in that content? Mm. And something that we're doing with increasing frequency that's really um, exciting to me because, it, again, it centers humans first is we're talking more frequently about an initiative that we're working on and we're asking our community for questions and we're getting better about asking the questions in a way where we can respond. So setting up a form and asking a couple of just really key questions and trying to find out who's interested in something. We have a new project in the Northeast uh, tied to manuscripts that children wrote in the earliest days of America. Hmm. We needed to know who was interested in this type of work. And what we found were just shy of about 100 teachers across the country who were passionate about this. Wow. And it excites me to read a list of names and comments of people I've never met before. And had it not been for that question, I may never meet. Yeah. And out of that, we have developed a new teaching core contributing to a national project funded by the National Endowment for the Humanities. 
filled with people who are not on our board. They're not writing for our journals right now. They're not a published author with NCTE, and yet they're so important and they're contributing in new ways. That's incredibly exciting. And I'm so proud of our team for getting better and better at how to do this and not just listening, but developing a connection point with so many new people. That's awesome. So you mentioned there the uh, and, and National Endowment for the Humanities, I believe. Uh, and this is the Community Commerce Marketing Show. You're the head of a nonprofit, but nonprofits still have to drive commerce in various ways to meet their budgets and goals and grow. So how do you think your community efforts support the various ways that money flows into an organization like yours? And do you build community to drive revenue or is it revenue or is revenue a convenient byproduct? Because I think those are two different intentions. So, well, let, let me start answering that question by saying you have no mission if you have no money. <laughs> very true. <laughs> so I care about money very deeply. I can't care for my people through meaningful programs without money. Yep. NCTE is a significant um, e-commerce vendor. All mm. of our sales, whether it's a book, a journal, a uh, registration, our annual convention attracts about 8,500 people yep. on an annual basis. Um, we are responsible for a significant sum of e-commerce. And that, that too is a growth area for this organization. But community and people are why we exist. So we treat, and my leadership and my convictions require me to be people first. It's not community in order to sell. It's community to have a purpose. And if we're doing things right, we're offering things of value. And we work really hard to blend offerings that are available without additional charge if you're a member as well as things that cost money to produce. Producing a book costs money. And so, you know, yes, we have to charge for certain things. Um, and our community tells us what we need to be doing more and less of. Where are our pain points? But I would, I would implore anyone listening to this podcast and anyone that I might meet in the future to understand that community is why you're in business. It's not a tool. It's not something to be manipulated or leveraged. It's something to hold sacred. Wow. Love it. Absolutely love it. I hope everyone absorbed that. If you didn't hit the backwards 30 second button, if you're listening <laughs> to this somewhere else after the fact and hear that again. Um, so this might be a little bit out of left field, but I know you stay on top of trends and technologies as part of your human innovator label. Um, AI, artificial intelligence, particularly generative AI, has got to be a topic that English teachers are pondering right now. At the classroom level and school administration level, I'm fairly certain the initial reaction is that using chat GPT to write papers is against the rules and it amounts to plagiarism and don't use it. But <laughs> From your perspective at NCTE, how are you thinking about this milestone in innovation and what it can mean to your constituents, their students, and, and education overall? 
Well, first, I would like to share and maybe even share a link in your show notes or other. NCTE has a definition of what literacy is in a digital age. And this is a definition that this organization has curated and stewarded over many years. And it alludes to and leans into the fact that we are in an increasingly networked world uh, where there are many things driving our literacy needs, including algorithms and including things such as um, AI, and that the pace of which is only going to continue. So NCTE believes, and has been on record for this belief for over a decade, that it's increasingly important that we all become not only informed, but highly critical of the systems and networks before us. And so NCTE's members very much believe that um, and have significant inquiry into AI, not just how it affects essay writing, which is a very real question, yep. but also uh, the responsibilities as readers and writers and critical thinkers uh, to operate within a world where AI is being used at an increasing pace. Um, NCT has held a number of forums about this um, over the last several months, and, and we continue to have inquiry. The, the answer is that it's going to be a long story. This is going to unfold over many years, and it's not, there's not an endpoint. Right. It is where it's going and how we continue to understand how it's affecting us as a society and as individuals who need to be prepared to understand and critique the world that we live in. Amazing. Um, and one thing that AI can never do is hold human emotion and express human emotion and write it in terms of stories that have empathy that express wonder and intrigue. And so we look at it as a new tool and we're about a very meaningful process to think about how that tool is leveraged with conscientiousness and responsibility. I love it. And I love the fact that you said that the AI has some limitations because what that means is, is there's a handful of people out there watching who are going to say, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to make this thing have empathy. So uh, that can come out of, that can come out of this well, conversation. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but it goes back to your point that there's not an end point. This is not, you know, there's no finality here. This is an evolution. And if those innovations come along, then we've got something new to, you know, sort of weave into our thinking and understand and embrace and figure out how we can leverage it responsibly. So just as centuries ago, there was a significant transition from an oral tradition to literacy moving on to paper. Yeah. And that was a obviously revolutionary societal shift. We're, <laughs> we're living through and hopefully leading um, during the, the current era. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to draw those comparisons because this is, you know, literally the advent of movable type for our generation. So yes, uh, good stuff. Emily, you, uh, I think everybody can see uh, why I say you're one of the smartest people I know. And, and, and I knew you would have some great insights and ideas for people to ponder here. Thank you for taking some time to share some knowledge with us. Where can people find you and NCTE on them, their interwebs? 
Find me on LinkedIn. Um, as Jason noted, um, I'm the human, humanistic innovator, and I would love to connect with you there. Uh, NCTE is also active across a number of social media platforms, and we would love for you to join us there. Also, send me a direct connection if you would like to support the cause of literacy and support teachers working so hard to develop a sense of love and passion for communication, writing, and reading among um, our current and future generations. Awesome. Well, very good. We'll make sure those links are in the comments over on YouTube and LinkedIn. Be sure to pop over there. If you're listening out and about and if you're watching us live, clickety, 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 connect and all that good stuff. Uh, Emily Kirkpatrick with NCTE, thank you again for sharing your wisdom with us today. It's always great to be with you, Jason. All right. Emily Kirkpatrick, find her uh, on, on the old uh, LinkedIn and check out what NCT is doing at ncte.org. Regardless of what industry we're in, English teachers are really a linchpin for all of us, folks. Great organization to support and keep track of. Uh, again, those links will be in the show notes on the posts on YouTube uh, and LinkedIn if you're looking for them after the fact. So just go find those posts under Scipio.ai uh, or Scipio AI on those particular uh, networks. I'll even throw up the old graphic there so you can see that LinkedIn and YouTube at Scipio.ai. That's where those show notes will be. We'll make sure those links are there. Um, in case you missed it Monday, everyone, Scipio.ai uh, has published our very own ebook called The Marketer's Guide to Community Influence Marketing. It's not exactly the kind of book that will get me a keynote spot at NCTE's conference, but it is a step-by-step -step guide to plugging into your own community of customers, fans, and followers, identifying the identif of influential voices among those people who already know you and finding influencers and content creators to fill your content coffers with UGC and promote you to their circles of influence. For those watching on the live stream, we have a QR code for you. I'm going to throw that up there on the big uh, screen and I'll even make it super big so everybody can see it. Uh, that will take you, that QR code will take you to the download page. For those who are listening in on the audio stream, the URL is getcipio.ai slash guide. That's getcipio, G-E-T-C-I-P-I-O dot A-I slash guide. This guide will show you how to turn influencer marketing on its head, tap into the influential people you already know and who already know you, and leverage them to promote your brand products, messaging, and beyond. We've been doing this for dozens of brands now for a little over a year, and we want to show you how to transform your influencer marketing into true influence marketing using your very own brand community. Again, I'll make sure that QR code is nice and big on the video stream here for people. The URL to go and get that uh, marketer's guide to community influence marketing is getcipio.ai slash guide. And again, if you're watching on the stream or if you want to go back and watch the stream later, if you happen to be listening on the audio podcast on demand after the fact, you can always uh, jump in the video portion about this point. Uh, we're about 27 minutes or so into the show and hit that QR code if that makes it a little bit easier for you to do. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up today's edition of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. Uh, thank you for joining us. The solutions we're building to drive better commerce through your community include delivering UGC, user-generated content, and community influence uh, marketing uh, content at, on scale 
We do that at Scipio.ai using a lot of artificial intelligence to surface both members of your brand community and the right members of said community to create UGC and influence on behalf of your brand. To find out more, just visit us at Scipio.ai and hit the demo button in the upper right-hand corner. The Rise is a production of Scipio.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, YouTube, so you never miss a broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being part of our community. We'll see you again soon on another episode of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.